Welcome to another episode of the Goodman Podcast. Uh, this is a pretty special episode because we're going to be diving into Raj's new book, The AI Era, Adapting and Thriving. And the book, um, to provide an overview, it offers a roadmap for businesses to navigate and flourish in the age of AI. So firstly, Raj, congratulations on publishing. Um, I know the trauma of writing a book, so it's definitely an achievement to be celebrated. Um, and I believe that there's another book in the pipeline. So obviously you weren't too traumatized. Um, so <laughs> um, I don't know if you want to just dive in and uh, telling, uh, tell us what inspired you to write um, the AI era, Adapting and Thriving. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Megan, and uh, very happy New Year. I mean, it's, as, as we yeah. as we enter as we as we enter into the New Year, twenty twenty four, and we are approaching what we talked about earlier, lunar lunar New Year. Uh, it's an exciting time uh, to be alive, and the last one year or so, we've seen AI taking over our lives, some mm. more for than others, I guess. But uh, we're all talking about AI. We're all hearing about AI quite a bit. If, if not implementing it, we are hearing it in the newspapers, for example, on new channels. And I felt that, like many people think this is a, a, a change, a rapid change, never happened before, never, something like this never occurred in, in, our, in human history. And I believe that's incorrect. This has happened before several times. The most recent time that actually happened was the Industrial Revolution, obviously, Back then, none of us were either you know, know we were alive, or at least I believe we weren't <laughs> alive, we weren't there. Uh, so I thought we'd ask you to talk about the impact of industrial revolution on human evolution and compare that to the, the upcoming or the transition of how AI is impacting our lives, because it's going to impact our lives even more so. The next two to five years, who knows what we're going to see but it's not going to be a small change. Already, people who are in the industry are seeing a massive impact. Obviously, you're a writer and editor. You've seen how it has impacted your life potentially, hopefully for the better, but also sometimes impacting some of, maybe making some of us very nervous initially of what AI or how AI can impact our lives and then realizing that actually there is an opportunity here that you can capitalize on. And mm. to make that a, an open conversation, I wrote this book, the, the AI era, and just to kind of help people understand that there is a path, it happened before, it'll be okay, it'll happen again, and it'll still be okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, as you mentioned, I'm a writer, and I write a lot about uh, AI, and I actually was in a meeting yesterday with somebody that I'm writing a, a pretty technical article about uh, for uh, image generation, um, and uh, the article is due uh, on Friday, and um, they have said that they need to double check everything that I write because it's advancing at such a rapid pace that by the time we actually publish the article in the next couple of weeks, there's new stuff that's going to kind of uh, overshadow the stuff that we're writing about today. So, I mean, that's just how rapid the pace of development is at the moment. Um, do you want to maybe kind of just uh, dive into some of the parallels between the industrial revolution and um, and what we're experiencing with AI? Yeah, so absolutely. Uh, let, let's let's start perhaps sort of in nowadays territories, the last ten years, for example. If we look at 
the iPhone, the iPad, your favorite Android phone, every year and a half, two years, or maybe sometimes even next year, you'll see a new model come in. And each time you get a new model come in, you get advancements in photography, for example, a new feature which got launched, a new way to charge your, your phone, for example. And this change is becoming quicker and quicker. Now, if we rewind back all the way to the industrial revolution, the new engines, the new machines were not out every year or every two years. They were taking a bit more time, but there was an evolution. They would come, you know, there would be, for example, the, the two-stroke engine, and then came the four-stroke engine. Then there was like, there was this diesel, this petrol, and all this battery, for example. The one thing just constant in our lives is change. And that will never stop. And we need to adapt to it. Because of the evolution of technology and AI helping a lot of the, the evolution. For example, just yesterday, there was a, a new engine, an open source model by Facebook, which allows you to, to do better programming using Java and C++. Doesn't make sense to you. That's that's fine. But just do programming <laughs> languages, uh, which are there yeah, in yeah. which people programmers like to use. Some of them use in banking, for example. Some of those use in in technology overall. So now we can actually use a faster open source engine by Facebook to program a lot of these things. That makes the 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 jobs of some of the programmers redundant, and they can work on different projects, for example. This, this evolution is happening very rapidly. If it doesn't exist last year, it exists today, that means the, the workflow has changed already. There used to be a time when the images we were receiving from Midjourney and Dolly were pretty terrible. There were a lot of mistakes in them. Many a times you'd had humans with like seven fingers, a crooked nose. That is now a thing of the past. The new models for Midjourney and, and Dali are really good. Dali being the mm. open AI uh, picture and, and image generation tool. So the evolution is happening quite rapidly. That also implies that workflow changes, generally becomes easier and faster to generate content. And so mm. this means a constant learning requirement for AI and tools like AI. And that means that we need to be updated on these things on a rapid basis, regular basis. Yeah, yeah. Now, obviously, the book is written through a, a kind of business lens. Um, you know, the impact of uh, the revolution on on business um, as a as a whole. Um, and uh, I highly recommend that anyone interested in this to see how AI can be leveraged reads the book from from cover to cover. Um, I don't know; it's an ebook, so is it still covers? Um, from from e page one to the end, your yeah, e-covers. <laughs> um, but now uh, we've chatted about this a little bit before. Um, one of the biggest uh, issues in integrating AI into your processes is choosing the right tools for your context. And like I say, we've touched on this briefly before um, in in a previous episode. But I'd like to maybe do a bit of a deeper dive into the subject. Um, and uh, again, this this is covered in depth in um, in chapter four of the book. My first question is: How critical is expert collaboration in integrating AI into business frameworks? And what strategies 
would you um, would you recommend for effective collaboration? Can you repeat the question again, please, uh, Megan? Sure. Don't mind. Um, how critical is expert collaboration in integrating AI into business frameworks? And are there any strategies uh, you would recommend for effective collaboration? Absolutely. I, I think for any sort of advancements, I think a, a lot of times you need to bring in the right people, the right tools, the right approach. And if you compare the evolution of AI, I think we discussed this in the previous episode as well. AI is not like a, another programming or program. It's not like an Uber app or, for example, um, a software for banking. AI, in, in effect, has its own intelligence. To program the intelligence in the right way, it needs to be trained with different data sources. It depends at what level or what step are you coming and bringing AI in? Are you, are you using a already existing tool, pre-trained pre, sort of pre tool uh, like ChatGPT, for example, in OpenAI? Are you bringing a open source tool which you want to train or you have bringing an open source tool which has already been trained? All these matter. And to be able to use this tool effectively, you need the right collaboration in the right experts to come in and train yourself to be able to train the AI tool or just to be able to use it in the right way. Many a times, as kind of going back to your previous question, the advancements on these tools also impacts how you use these tools. For mm. example, in the last few months, OpenAI has decided to bring in memory into ChatGPT. With that, what I mean is, there is new apps called GPTs where you can actually learn and create your own apps without any programming need whatsoever. You can just kind of talk to it or type stuff and it will just create a whole app for you. Now, those tools will have memory. So when you enter commands or you enter steps, you use the app, it'll remember what you did previously and, it, and advance your app as well. Mm. All these evolutions are happening so quickly that knowing what's happened already and what is possible now with the new APIs, which is the programming interface to, to, to develop things, or what's possible the tools needs the right expertise and collaboration. Mm. I would say to start a project properly, the first step would be to go and learn about it. Many a times AI training courses are available online or ideally in person when somebody is a trainer, then a consultant who can constantly keep training you on the best usage and use cases of these tools. As we proceed further, we'll have more and more, more people who are experts in the space, but in this evolving stage, this is still a very dynamic stage where things are evolving and people are getting their heads around this thing. This is mm. just gonna keep growing further. A bit like the internet took over our lives. Now, literally, you know, I was just hearing this podcast today about, about fintech, which is financial technology. And the, the argument today was that these fintech companies really are just financial companies who have technology enabled. Mm. And similarly, in the future, every company is going to have AI built into their workflow. 
they will just be AI enabled retail companies, AI enabled financial companies, AI enabled um, manufacturing companies. So mm. this is a fast moving space, but make no mistake, it's going to be part of everybody's journey in the coming years. Yeah, yeah. Now, obviously, on every journey, there are massive challenges. Um, so maybe you can discuss some of the key challenges business face in um, adapting to the evolving AI landscape. Um, how can they stay competitive while they're adapting to this kind of new normal, uh, to, to use a term from the COVID era? Um, you know, uh, you don't want to adapt so uh, or adopt AI into your processes so rapidly that you're just kind of grabbing whatever comes your way, but you need to obviously um, be strategic about it, but it does need to be done pretty quickly. So um, how do you stay competitive during this kind of um, transition period? Yeah, and, and the, this is the beauty of AI versus some of the technologies which came in the market recently. So if you look at, for example, crypto was was talk of talk of the a decade probably, for example, mm, where you talk mm. about crypto, but crypto never got into mainstream. Without what I mean, as you we aren't buying things using you know Ethereum's or Bitcoins, for example, that's not happening yet. It might happen in the future, and I'm still very bullish about crypto. But if you if you compare AI, it's happening today. It's taking place today. You can use AI in, in stuff uh, in our businesses, in our lives. Even, for example, I know many people, including myself, who use it for, for, for resolving disputes amongst partners, for example, at home. <laughs> it, it, yeah. it works really well. Recipes, for example, to, you know, what to mm. cook at home, for example, it works really well for that as well. So the use cases of, of AI are far and beyond just work. It can be used in family and personal life as well. There is a bit of caution required as well. There are bits of technology which can be used today in the way it is, it is available, and there are bits we need to think about in the future. For example, when you look at the cost involved in, say, um, I'm taking this example here, ChatGPT 4 and 4 Turbo, the cost went down in 4 Turbo. They've obviously mm. figured out a way to save cost and make it more efficient. And we will see the cost will keep going down. Number two, the speed. If you look at the speed today of ChatGPT-like tools, AI tools, there's a lot of latency there. Without what I mean is when you enter something, it takes time for it to process. But based on what I'm hearing from the interviews with Sam Altman and other experts in AI, the big thing we're going to see in the next few months, perhaps with ChatGPT 5, is that there will be instant, instant non-latency code development. Without what I mean is, we enter stuff, you can give answers straight away. Not only that, you can also pick up the data, which is available within the AI, it's called memory or brain, but also in real time, go in and query search engines to find data for you as well. That mm. is a major change. And if you look at uh, the, 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 the likes of perplexity, which has done that very good job at that, that will come into ChatGPT as well, for instance, very soon. All I'm gonna say is that there's a, a planning required today based on what's available today in the market, and also what might happen in the future, we're looking at what might improve. And if you look at the interviews with, with the experts, they never give you a clear answer. They read mm. between the lines. 
because they don't know themselves. The answer, the, the reality is what you might develop with, with AI in the fifth, sixth, seventh version of a tool is unknown. What AI might do, might come out with, is hard to predict. And it can get super smart or it could be dumber than the previous version as well. Yeah. They often they often say that you know sometimes AI gets lazy as well based on when it you know what's been trained on. So all these things make a difference. But what I can say is it'll come easier and easier for, for people to use AI in the future. There will be enough materials available. It will it will become like internet. You know every business has internet as part of our part of their, their uh, organization. Also our lives will become more AI friendly or integrated as well. There will be that idea of like, sort of, you know, spending time to think about stuff will become a little bit different. I, I'm pretty sure that in the coming years with these different hardware, like uh, the Humane pin and the new Rabbit, which is a new tool to a new sort of a alternative to a mobile phone, uh, mm. $200 uh, or $199 is going to change the way we interact with these tools. And mm. with, with, with the forthcoming open AI chip, we might see a huge change in the ecosystem. So hardware, software, and the mindset will change everything for us. It's just about learning about what can we implement today and how will this market shift tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Um, thank you, Raj, for, for sharing that. Um, uh, we have kind of run out of time for this episode, but uh, to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. Um, don't forget to grab a copy of the AI era, Adapting and Thriving, to, to dive more into this topic. Um, we'll put the, the link in the show notes. Um, there's a, a minimal charge. I think it was, what, about $2 or something, Raj? Um, what, what were you selling the book at? Yeah, basically the proceeds of the, the entire book goes to a charity and there's only, I think it's $1.50 is the fee. This then goes to Amazon for, for their services and for their mm. payment gateway. And the $1 goes to the charity. So it's not, not to be earned by me or the company, Goodman Lantern. Oh, amazing. So again, uh, kind of fulfilling that pillar of, um, of giving back um, that, that Goodman Lantern is built on as well. So um, amazing initiative, amazing book. Um, don't forget to hit subscribe to the show on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And uh, again, thanks, Raj. Um, I'm looking forward to joining you again on the Goodman podcast, where we will continue to explore the technology shaping our world and business. 